reading is St. Luke's account of the resurrection in his 24th chapter of his gospel. And if you've got the church Bible, it's on page 1061, 1061, Luke 24, verses 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the gospel of Christ. Good morning. So, today we hear Luke's account of the resurrection and we know from the passages that have gone before us that Jesus was definitely dead. We know that the Roman executioners were very good at their job. There's been multiple deaths before him. And we know from other accounts, even just in Luke himself, that he is definitely dead. We've heard that darkness comes and covers the land. We've heard that the curtain of the temple is torn. And we hear his words in his final breath. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit in 2346. And the other Gospels also indicate that Jesus was dead. We know from John, for example, that the blood and water come out of his side. So we read today's passage safely in the knowledge that this was something that had happened. And I want to recap a few passages in the, before this using Matthew's account as well. So we know, Matthew's account, by the way, is in 2762 to 2815. We know that Jesus, this, this is Jesus, has died. And Joseph of Arimathea has taken his body and wrapped it in grave clothes. Where's my grave clothes? Here's my grave clothes. He's wrapped it 
in some lovely grave clothes and place him inside the new tomb. Placed inside the tomb. And they had to do it quickly because, remember, it was the Sabbath the next day and they weren't allowed to do any work on the Sabbath. Okay, so they had to get it done. But Matthew and Luke imply that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were both around at this point. Joseph rolls the stone. Now, I don't have a stone, so this will have to do. He wraps it, or he rolls it in front, or for me, I'll just wrap it like that. He is covered. Okay. And on the Sabbath day, the Jewish authorities then asked Pilate to place guards around the tomb. Do you, can anyone remember why they did that? Yes, very good. They didn't want the disciples to steal the body. They'd remembered what Jesus had said about him being raised to life again. So Pilate wants no bother, and he instead agrees. But the soldiers have a terrible fright. Matthew tells us that an angel of the Lord comes and rolls back the stone. Roll back the stone. Unwrap the scarf, however you want to look at it. There it is. The women then come to bring the spices to anoint Jesus' body on the first day of the week. That's where we pick up today's reading. But the angels tell the women in Luke 24, 5 to 6, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. So in Luke 24, 9, they run back to tell the disciples that Jesus isn't there. They think they're talking nonsense. And it was only Peter who believes him. He saw the grave clothes. Where's our grave clothes? Here's our grave clothes. He sees the grave clothes laying aside. And what the angel had said to Mary was true. Jesus was not there. He's not there. The grave was empty. Jesus was alive. And some probably think that the resurrection is some form of magic trick, some form of illusion. But for us, it's the most wonderful, it's the most exciting thing that could have happened. It means several things for us this Easter Sunday. The first one, Jesus is who he says he is. He was Christ. He is Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He wasn't just a prophet or a holy man. He was more than that. He was dead and now he's alive. And there'd been resurrections before Jesus. Jesus was the eighth resurrection. But this one was unique. He brought himself back to life. He didn't need anyone else to intervene. It was him. He was dead for more than 48 hours and God raised him to life. And we know it's true because we know that the guards didn't steal the body. They didn't want that message getting out. They would have produced it when the disciples started saying that he was alive. The disciples didn't lie, because why would you die in the way that the disciples went on to die if it was all about a lie? Did the, did the women go to the wrong tomb? Well, that's one theory. But if that's the case, then surely the Roman authorities would have checked, because again, they didn't want that message coming out. We know that he was dead, and then he was alive. And for Christians... The second thing that is important about this is it guarantees our resurrection to eternal life. Death has been defeated. We can receive the hope that one day we'll be with Jesus in heaven. 
And the third and final thing that I wanted to get out of today's passage, and that specifically came to mind when preparing this, is that when God promises something, he always comes through. When the angel speaks to the woman in Luke verses 6 to 7, he reminds them of what Jesus said to them. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Easter Sunday was and is a promise fulfilled. And the Bible is full of promises of God's love and God's goodness, his hope, his joy, and his desire to be in a relationship with us. So today, we take hold of the empty grave, we take hold of the resurrection, knowing that it confirmed that Jesus is who he says he was, knowing that it seals our eternal destiny, and knowing that God fulfills his promises. Amen.